This is Unfiltered Vitamin Z being brought to you by Ray. Loud and clear and visible. Let's go back to YouTube. Man, thank God I'm not high right now because I thought I was looking at three towers, like three lights, and I thought it was for three towers standing next to each other. Then I see them moving a little bit. I'm like, are they moving? Then I'm like, are they stars? And I was like, Oh, are they UFOs? And there's three of them. And then I'm like, then I see them going in a circle, moving around. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? And I, was, I think they're just planes because I have an airfield very close to where I'm at. So I'm like, they could just be planes. Plus the Air Force ain't too far from where I am either. So I'm like, could just be that, but shit. Like, you think for a second, like, thank God I'm not high. Otherwise, that shit would have got me like, like, what is it? And I would have been asking the same questions, but I also would be like, is the image being distorted to me? And then I'm thinking like, no, I mean, yes, it can. Cannabis is like, can be a hallucinogen, but it's not going to like, you won't be looking at your hand and think you see like a bear claw or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But it did fuck me up for a hot second. I ain't going to lie. And I'm just like, thank God I'm not hot. That shit would have been like, <gasps> no. And I think most of those UFO sightings, probably some shit like that. It's probably somebody on something that's seeing something that is explainable. But in that state of mind, you're like, all oh, those options get eliminated and you go straight to the craziest option. You're like, fucking aliens. Not to say that I disbelieve in aliens. I just disbelieve that they just be out here roaming around like as if we're something so interesting, so powerful that if they had the access to leave their galaxy, come visit ours and cross all the way through the universe to come see us, that it wouldn't be just to fuck us up. Like, why would they just be here out here just to, like, see us and observe us? We're not that fucking interesting. Like, the bar to be a human nowadays is, like, extremely low. Extremely low. See, I see a plane now, and I know that shit's a plane because it's closer to me. But the other three? Mm-mm. I have no idea what the fuck that was. Not a single clue. Man, this thing died out. I didn't think that would happen, but it is kind of cold and it's a bit a little windy. Hopefully that wind hasn't picked up enough on the audio, though. Ain't nothing beat, honestly. Some good food, some good music, you know what I'm saying? A little smoke, a little chill vibes, and just, like, the nice sky and the stars. That shit is priceless. That and, like, health and good people that love you and shit like that, man. That's, that's where it's at, you feel me? all we can really ask for in this life you know everything else is extra the bentley's the mansions the flights and shit all that is extra but the basics the basics can really make or break everything you know what i'm saying little things make big things like john would have said like you'll never see me again by jacob banks i'm listening to that shit right now the beat is awesome i think i might do a cover to songs i like the beat and i might just like rub my ass off to it or something i just really like it like some parts get up there and then like most of it is just pretty chill. It's a very music is so simple. It's so beautiful. So elegant. So classic. With simple like themes, like really cool, like worthy, mercy, um, part-time love. Like just even the titles and everything about it is just like, man, this nigga a classic. Like, I fucking love it. It's dope. Not gonna lie. It's dope as hell. Like you'll never see me again. Love me like you'll never see me again. Jonathan Roy is a white boy, I think, from Montreal. He got some good songs, too, like Lost and Keeping Me Alive. And I'll stand. How does it go again? Something about, like, I'll stand by you, like, until you find what you've lost. And the other one's, like, something, something. It's keeping me alive. And it's, like, all chaotic and shit, but it sinks well. You know what I'm saying? It's dope.
I really like it. I think I have a pact with God. Like, you know how people, some people got like a pact with the devil? I think me and God, I mean that nigga, I think we tight. I'm not saying he loved me like more than the average person. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that shit. I'm just saying, I think there's certain roles. You know how like the teacher in class might pick somebody like, I need a line leader. I need somebody to watch the classroom while I dip out for a second. I need someone to do like different responsibilities. Some, your purpose in life is just trying to figure out what responsibility are you in the classroom? Are you the motherfucker that just like does weird shit and just fucks up the desk and writes shit and sticks gum underneath? Are you the person that she assigns to like go pick up something from the office or send something to the office? Are you the person that's the line leader? Are you the per- you know what I mean? Like everybody got a responsibility in the classroom. And I think that's sort of equivalency to our purpose in life. That not one better or blessed than the other, just somebody has a different purpose than others. You know what I'm saying? And some of those purposes, some of those responsibilities are bigger than others because some people can handle those responsibilities better than others. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. Yo, chill. I don't know if y'all heard that or not, but that was a fucking cow. So those responsibilities. So I'm just trying to figure out my responsibility. Like what you want me to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because like nobody's ever died from smoking weed, but people have died always from Alcohol, alcohol poison. But smoking weed, nobody's ever died from. Not to say that it's a completely innocent thing to do, but just saying, nobody's died from it. The last time I tried to get high, November 5th, 2020. Not, sorry, not, not to get high. I never smoked weed to get high. High was just a byproduct of me using the plant. I'm always, I'm already high 24-7, you feel me? I don't need to get more high from the weed. Sometimes, actually, I need to reduce my natural high with weed to balance me out, actually, if you think about it. That's just me personally. Though. I don't know about y'all how you do what you do. You might just use weed as a cheap thing just to get you feeling something. Because without that feeling, you can't do your normal shit and have a good time. I can have a good time anytime. Again, not to say that I'm better than you, but if you need something to make you feel a certain way and go out and have a good time with your friends, shit, homie. I don't know. I think you might have to rethink that. Like I said, if you got good people, good food and good vibe, good music, you know what I'm saying? Like what really, beside those three ingredients, do you really need these? so my heart rate would go from like 70 to 140 i've told y'all this story before you've been following this podcast for a minute you already know but if you haven't then your bitch ass need to go scroll through the catalog and find these episodes or dm me better yet dm me at zaid ufz ask me the shit you want to know about and guaranteed i could probably find a podcast episode that will touch on that subject whether you're interested in me or interested in something that i have to say or maybe you just like listening to my voice then you need to sign up for my newsletter, Zaid.com. Because the thing about when you know somebody's voice and personality, everything you read that they wrote, you hear it and read it in their voice. Because don't you do that in a certain way, depending on the characters in a novel? And then with your best friends, when they write something, you read it. And you, like, especially if it's an expression you've heard them say, like it's literally something you know that they say, then you will read it, not in your voice, but in their voice. And that's one of the best things about writing. Like reading something. It's like you have that imagination of them and you can just feel it and imagine it. Sometimes imagining something, the mental picture, is sometimes better than the real thing leading up to it. That's how it is a lot of times for some women when it comes to sex. Now, I'm not like a female expert, no, a sex expert. But from just observations and people more experienced than me, because I only like, when did I start fucking? Like a year or two ago, right? So it's like, not like a big expert, but... A lot of times, this shit's mental. Shit begins mental for women. It's easy for a dude. It's just physical. You can DM a dude. I mean, text message a dude and say, 
yo, come right now. Like, I, I want you to hug me. And the dude will go right away. But for a woman, it needs to be romance and the mental observation. That's why, like, they fall in love for the mysterious James Bond type, which is, like, the type that all dudes want to be and the type that all women want to fuck. Because it's a lot of times the imagination. What does he do? Who is he? The background, the story, the this, the that. Like, what did he mean when he said this? And it's, like, all this back and forth mental games. And it's just, it fucks up with somebody because she starts picturing everything. And oftentimes... Her imagine, like Andrew Tate said this, and I didn't really understand it until I started thinking about like James Bond shit. He said, like, if a girl asks you what you do, and he say, oh, I just take care of my people. And that's why, like, he's like, he's not gonna answer directly to what her question is in that specific moment in time. But her imagination will take it further and prove to be better in his advantage in terms of attracting her than what his truth would actually do. It's kind of crazy to think about. So, I don't know. Something to think about. Imagination. So again, back to the heart rate thing, right? So my heart will go to 140, and I would know this because it would be going so fast. And some people were telling me, nah, bro, you were probably just like so high that you heard it going fast. I was like, that's impossible. I only had a couple puffs. And and at this point in time, I wasn't like such a newbie with weed that a couple puffs would have gotten me high. The weed wasn't even strong enough for that. So I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure. And again, it felt like my body was trying to fight off like a foreign substance. Like, we'll just go into like a berserk flight or fight response mode. And it was so interesting. But at the same time, I thought I was going to die. But I had to calm myself down. And of course, you stressing about it only makes it worse. So that was the last time I smoked. But when, when I first started smoking weed, I felt like God was telling me to smoke it too, though. Like, not going to lie. Like, if anybody talks about pure pressure, anybody pressure can pressure me to do shit. But God, I feel like pressured me to do it because there's something so beautiful about it. So I started to do it and felt... Uh, I don't want to say enlightened, but I felt more connected to the world around me. And I felt connected to just, I don't know, my ancestors. Like, it's, it's a weird experience. It's spiritual. Anybody that smoke weed, I'm not saying smoking weed makes you cool, but guarantee a cool motherfucker you know probably smokes or used to smoke. And like Louis Armstrong, you know what I'm saying? Like Lady Gaga, Snoop, you know what I'm saying? But what was I going to say? And I felt like he gave it to me and took it away from me for, unless, for a reason. It's like what they say in the Bible. The Lord, he giveth and he take. But I feel like when he took it, he said, don't worry, though. Even though you've sort of not been like dependent on this or addicted to this, even though you've been using this to help you with your shit, I'm still going to be there for you. I just need you to talk to me. I just need you to have a bit more faith in me and have a close relationship to him. I felt like now that's what he was trying to tell me. But at that time, I was like kind of confused and going through some shit. So now I think that that was the path. Because what's crazy now is certain feelings that I would get only when I was high, certain sensations, certain images. Like before I go to sleep, I would smoke before going to sleep and just start to go to this like abyss of like mental imagery and prayers and just all this t- crazy type of shit that I'm seeing in my head, right? Closing my eyes, all this thing that I'm feeling my whole body from my head to my toe before I go to sleep. And that's why I would smoke weed before I go to sleep to help me fucking sleep. And now sometimes I get that out of nowhere. And I'll be like, whoa, what am I feeling? What's going on? It was, it's super weird now. Certain times throughout the day, some shit can just happen. I'll just like, huh, whatever. Like, I'll have like a high response. Like, I'll just be so chill and calm about it. So focused and so like not anxious. But again, I have been doing a lot of mental work. A lot of, I did a lot of meditating. I don't do it as much as I should now. But I have done a lot of it. I've done a lot of like analyzation of myself and of my mind and of things that have scared me and things that have, uh, uh, caused, caused me fear and how to be more realistic and more mature and just in general, more understanding 
of that the likelihood of certain things happening probably won't happen. So focus on the probable shit, not the shit that might not happen. You know what I mean? Of course, it's, it's good to prepare for certain things, but if you constantly in high anxiety over so many things, you just got to focus on what shit like really could happen. And at the end of the day, when you finally realize that so many things are not in your control, and if you believe in a God and you understand that things are just like, that's the thing I never understood. If you anxious but believe in God, then you don't really believe in God. Because how are you going to be anxious about shit that you can't control? Especially like your death, for example, when you know only God can control that. So why the fuck are you afraid of dying or some shit like that when you know it's in his hand, not yours? I don't know. That's just a general question. Anxiety and religion. I'm just confused about it. Like, how are you going to be anxious about something when you know you don't control it? It's, it's, it's already written. If that's what you believe, right? If that's the destiny. If that's how it's going to work out anyway, that's exactly what God was going to plan. Then why the fuck you got anxious about it? Why can't you just be, just be happy? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Some food for thought, I guess. But that, so that's the pact that I think that I have. A pact with God. It's like, sometimes he just be making me feel high just to like help me, but without actually having to get high. Like I just be high all the time. I'm telling you, like, sometimes I, I smoke high to feel sober in a weird way. I don't know. And what was I going to say? Moses. I always felt a connection to Moses as a prophet. And Moses, I've said this on the podcast too, that Moses was the only prophet in religion, in Islam, who didn't talk to God through a medium. Every prophet like, had some either angel uh, Gabriel, Jibreel in Arabic, or some other, uh, other angel, some other method of communicating to God. But Moses was the only prophet that talked to God directly. And certain archaeological, anthropological evidence from Israeli newspapers suggests that he was the medium for people, that people were, because they found traces of THC, the, the cannabinoid in cannabis responsible for psychoactivity, right? They have over 100 cannabinoids in cannabis, but the main two are CBD and THC, and they find traces of THC in Jewish temples. So now those Jewish temples in Israel was a place that what? Was Jesus just, I mean, sorry, was Moses like getting these people high so they could pray and talk to God? And he was just there as the medium, you know what I'm saying? To give access to something that he had? It's something to think about. I have to find that article again. I'm sure I saved it or maybe thought I saved it. I don't know. I don't have to look for it, but it's something to think about. I'm telling y'all. We all want a relationship with the divine. We all want to have some sort of greater understanding to make a sense out of the chaos around us. That is essentially the solution that religion provides. So if I'm a leader of a country or a town or a tribe in ancient times, and you come to me asking me about these divine questions, you seek and understand about this shit, like who created us, how we're here, and all this bullshit, I'm going to look at you like, fuck. And if I don't have an answer, I can't let you come up with your own answer. I have to control the education that you receive because that's how I control your mind. If I control the way you think and I know what works for you, what I can sell you and what I can tell you, what I can force you to do, then I can control you better. That's just general, right? I got to control the, I got to control media, I got to control information. Government still do this now. So I feel like religion was the solution global tribe leaders used to keep their people, uh, you know, at bay. To give them some, some comfort. Like, yo, yo, don't worry about it. Chill, 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 chill. Actually, it's because of this, because of that. And why are you my leader? How come, you know, this is before democracy. It's like, why are you my leader? Well, it's like in ancient China, the mandate of heaven. The mandate of heaven said that I'm your emperor because God wants me to be your emperor, right? I was chosen by God to help lead y'all. So y'all submit to me and I submit to God. Kind of like that. So I felt like it was easy to use religion and use some sort of connection or story that you have of you talking to God 
So people be like, so you talk to him, so you know what's going on, right? Okay, okay, okay. You know what's going on and you know what we should do and how we should live life and what type of structure we can give ourselves. Because true freedom actually comes from some sort of structure. So once you know the lines, then you can start to play between those lines. But when you don't know those lines, you don't even know where to play or how to play. So that was the game of life. It's to give religion, give some structure, some lines, and tell everybody this is what you can play within. You know what I'm saying? It's like the story I remember as a kid that Prophet Muhammad on some rock, which that rock is now in uh, Al-Aqsa, the mosque in Jerusalem. And it's the rock that he used that took him to heaven, right? And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> Come on, bro. I can't literally believe that story. Tell me what it means metaphorically or figuratively, but don't tell me what it means that that literally happened. Like, come on, son. So he does that and comes back and tells yeah, I saw the nigga. And that this is what happens. This is what he told me. This is what we're going to do. And everybody's like, all right, cool. And then what happened after? You're going to trust this dude because he actually saw him. So someone else that comes and tells you about God but don't really know him or talk to some angel, some medium with him, you won't trust him. You won't follow him. You won't submit to him. You're going to submit to the dude that got it from the original source. You know what I'm saying? That's my theory. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Call me, you don't even call me. That's another song by Jacob Banks. The beat's really good on that one too. I like the guitar. The drum is simple too. And he changes his tone and singing style on it too. It's a bit different from his other shit. But he has music from like six, seven, eight years ago. That's still really good. It's still like awesome. Like stream, I think extremely underrated. What's his YouTube subscriber? 449,000. Damn, not even half a million, not even one million. That's a shame. This dude's super good. Jacob Banks. I feel like that's a fake name for some reason. I don't know why. It just sounds fake. But whatever, let him do him. Maybe he's got some weird, complicated, like long ass African name, tribal shit, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just easier. Like, just call me Banks. Jacob Banks. Jacob in Arabic, actually. Yeah, ooh. I think it sounds badass in, in, in Arabic. Like, when I would hear it, like, oh, my name's Jacob. Like, what an average white name. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Jacob, you know, we say, yeah, cool. Shit got like, got bass to it, you know what I'm saying? You like saying with your chest and your dick at the same time. Yakub. Something about that. Definitely important to stay hydrated. We don't drink nearly as much water as we should. So take this time to just inhale and exhale. Get yourself some water. Okay. Let's play this music. Excuse me. This one is called Padron. Handmade. It looks simple. I like it. I like how it smells. It smells like it got a little bit of flavor, but mellow. I've always liked cigars. All the different shapes and sizes. Everything about them just look... Like, I like them so much, sometimes I don't even want to smoke them. I just want to have them just lay there. You know what I'm saying? Like in the box. I wish I had like boxes of this shit. That's what we're doing in the future. I'm having a little... Just a box. Just constantly get supply and just, you know, grab sticks and offer sticks when people come over and shit like that. In my little study. You know what I'm saying? With the library, with the books. A little bit of whiskey, a little bit of wine. Okay. I'm going to Google this stick right here. I mean, so far, it's like not too bad, <clears throat> but still a little curious. Yeah, I was going to say something about it, like a little <clears throat> a mild spice, but it's earthen tobacco essence and mild spice, smooth and creamy smoke. The stick looks like it means business. It's a bargain. Life is good with a Londres in hand. All right. All right. Wait, let me make sure we're talking about the same one. Let me click on the picture of it. See if it looks like the same stick. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Ring size, 42. But I like the smell of it inside the house, though. I like smoking indoors. That way the smell stays in your living room, and you, like, leave and come back. Some people, like, we, like, leave and come back, and you just open the door, and it's that smell. You know what I'm saying? October 33. 
Black Pumas, man. That's another dope band. Confines, October 33, Colors. It's a good song. Some of them I definitely suggest y'all check out. If y'all want to hear something, this is a YouTube comment, by the way, that I'm quoting. But if y'all want to hear something that is smooth, like it's auditory butter, Don't Worry by Leon Bridges. It is what it is. It ain't what it is. Yo fumo por el humo. Me levanto en la mañana con el puro cassette sumo. See, that's like an example of mixing Spanish and Arabic. I said cassette su- sumo. Casa, taza in español in Spanish means cup. But casa in Arabic. When I say cassette, it means a cup of. So yo fumo por el humo. I, sm- I smoke for the smoke. Yo fumar is the verb to smoke. Humo means, literally means smoke. I get up in the morning with a umpuro uh, with a with a cigar and a cup of orange juice. But I, I could have said hugo, but sumo rhymed better, especially with the casa, like the cassette sumo. So it's certain things you can mix like that that just like for some for, to me it actually feels like it flows better, like it actually mixes better. So eventually a lot of my songs will have such a mix of the languages that you wouldn't even really know what the fuck I'm saying, but it's gonna sound dope. It's gonna sound cool and like written is gonna look dope and that's literally a lot of great songs i should be thinking about a lot of great songs while you're hearing it you're not even hearing it like attached to the lyrics necessarily but it, everything fuses well and sounds so good like i don't know the lyrics for the next episode or still drake but and most people don't around the world but when they hear the beat and they hear them rapping they just know it sounds good and it feels good and it's only gonna sound good and feel good if it was written authentically and written good you know what i'm saying so the writing actually does matter even if as we're hearing it and listening it are not attached to every syllable and word and what every word and every reference means. Kind of interesting. So I'm getting, to, I've been too attached to like me saying certain things and people knowing what I'm saying, but, I, but, I, but that's wrong. I should be really focusing and writing what I feel like the beat is telling me to write and, and recording the way I should be recording and just let that all sink in and fuse together. And everything sounds good, fine. And that's a lot of, a lot of the times it is what it is with music that you could know a song or an artist for four or five years and then go back and hear a song while you're sad because it's happy when it sounds good. And then it's sad. And then when you're sad, you understand the lyrics. So and then when you go back and see a written, you're like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? When I'm on those genius episodes of like breaking down the song and then you'd be like, oh, shit, it's actually dope writing. Every great artist has dope writing. It's just not always the case of how it sounds. You know what I'm saying? And Tupac was so passionate because he felt like you had to hear what he was saying, that he wasn't the most lyrical gifted. Or I'm not saying gifted or not gifted, but he wasn't lyrically, um, musically one of the best, but passionately and contextually and artistically was great. Like there's a lot of lyrics I don't know of Biggie in a lot of his songs, but when you hear them, they just sound better. They sound like it's just so smooth and just so like, yeah, play that shit. But I'm not like aware of every single word and thing that he's trying to tell me, but I know he is telling me real shit. Because he was a good writer. You know, his mom was an English teacher. And a lot of great rappers had that same thing. Um, Drake's mom was an English teacher. Kanye's mom was, was an English teacher. And Drake and Kanye were both only childs too. I'm an only child myself. And it's crazy because to look at someone like Kanye, for example, that looks like doesn't really like, ha- like he was a true only child that really only had himself. Probably doesn't have a big family either. Doesn't have any like real friends. And that can be tough, especially when you become super famous. But Drake, however, seems like he still has a lot of people around him that have been around him for so long. And that has helped him from like going crazy. Because he said in his interview with Rap Radar that one of his probably biggest achievement is still being himself, still being here, still being sane, not getting trapped and getting going crazy with so many things like so many artists have fallen into when it comes to alcohol and drugs. So for me, like I'm an only child. I got a lot of cousins. I got a lot of good family that really love me. 
I got, I feel like a lot of people, I got a lot of people that know me. I mean, I feel like I got a lot of people that love me and I know them, but they don't really know me. And it's not nobody's fault or nothing. I've, I've moved around a lot and I've changed a lot too. And everybody has changed. Everybody changes. But some people, not as much as you think, some people change slower. Sometimes well, somebody could go through like such a crazy one year that it was like equivalent to the amount of change someone went through in the whole decade. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how do, how do you keep that sanity as you're growing up? Especially if the people around you are constantly changing. Because that can be like anxiety driven too. Not that I'm not, I don't like change. Or like I don't like changes. But if it doesn't, things don't need to be changed, I won't try to change. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So and then that could just lead to like unnecessary anxiety, at least for me. Life is too short not to pursue knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in a lot of aspects, I do think school is stupid. I never really liked school, but I did like knowledge. It just so happened that sometimes school is a great place to get it. It's also a great place to network with it. You might find somebody with different interests and perspectives than you and different experiences and background that could allow you to network with them and, and gain something from that. Because it's only such a f- small fraction of the whole picture that you're going to get doing it by yourself. So school's a great place. But there's so many different things outside of school to pursue now. Travel's a great way to pursue it. Go- different experiences, you know, trials and errors, different adventures and different, uh, different mm, forms of consumption, right? If you always, you know, watch a Netflix series, why don't you watch, you know, somebody's uh, YouTube channel? If you always listen to this podcast, why don't you listen to that podcast? You know what I'm saying? If you're always reading this book, why don't you read that book? If you're always going to this place, why don't you try that place? You know what I'm saying? It's good to try different things every now and then and, and increase somebody's palate. You know what I'm saying? Not just usually associated in the gastronomical sense, but also in the metaphysical sense. I had somebody ask me once, like, Sometimes, you know, I listen to your podcast, but I don't always be understanding what the fuck you're saying. I said, I don't even understand what I be saying sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes I feel like it just needs to be said. And we can just be confused together. You know what I'm saying? Not everything has to make sense. Not everything has to be clear. But sometimes some shit just needs to be said. And maybe what I say won't necessarily make too much sense. But it'll make kind of sense to someone else who goes further into it. And boom, it might lead to something else. You know what I'm saying? I might not have the answer, but I might have a stepping stone that creates that staircase to the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's a quote right there, bro. That's a quote. I be dropping quotes on y'all. If you follow this podcast, y'all ain't gonna believe the type of shit this will take us to the future. I'm telling you. UFZ across the sea. And oceans and ponds and lakes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We ain't gonna discriminate just the seas. The land too, shit. 